For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Sollins. When they meet next, parliamentarians may debate recently gazetted amendment bills related to mental health. Details from Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller. The revisions are designed to clarify the procedure relating to emergency detention orders, provide for orders for protective custody, and provide for restrictions on access to electronic networks by patients. Under Clause 3, the proposed new subsections provide for orders for protective custody. So if a medical officer is of the opinion that a person may be suffering from a mental impairment or serious mental illness, they can make an order for protective custody, directing a constable to take that person into custody and with all reasonable dispatch, but no later than 12 hours after the person is taken into custody, bring them before a medical doctor employed by government to examine them. Another new subsection clarifies the procedure related to detention orders. This directs the detention of a person for up to 72 hours in a hospital or another safe place to get care for that person. Further, the proposed new subsections clarify that where no emergency detention order is made, the person must be released. As for accessing the Internet, while the proposed new Section 16 retains the current provisions on post restrictions. It also takes into consideration technological advancements and the use of electronic networks. So if, in the opinion of a responsible medical officer, access to any electronic network directly or indirectly by the patient may have an adverse effect on them, that access can be denied. Under the Act, if it is denied, the nearest relative within seven days should be informed of the decision and given an opportunity to appeal to the Mental Health Commission. You can find both the Mental Health Amendment Bill and the Companion Commission Amendment Bills online at legislation.gov.ky. There is no date set for the next meeting of Parliament. The Ministry of Education announces the award of one-time grants to Education Council scholarship recipients who have been newly accepted to study in the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. Recipients studying in the U.S. and Canada will receive a grant of 1,500 CI for visa fees and other expenses. Those heading to the U.K. for studies will receive 500 CI since they do not require a visa for their travel. The MOE Scholarship Secretariat Unit will email all applicants applicants who have received a provisional scholarship offer no later than Friday, July 22, 2022. For more information, visit the Scholarship Secretariat Unit website at moescholarships.gov.ky. A reminder from police to motorists on driving defensively on roadways, following over 20 vehicle collisions over the weekend. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has this report. Police and other emergency services responded to over 25 vehicle collisions this past weekend, July 15th through the 17th, several of which police say were serious incidents that involved injuries. Of particular note, just after 4.30 a.m. on Saturday, July 16th, police and other emergency services attended Shamrock Road near the Spots Dock area where a collision took place between a white Kia Optima and a white Toyota Belta. The driver of the Toyota fled the scene prior to the arrival of the emergency services The Kia, which had two occupants, both of whom sustained what is believed to be non-life-threatening injuries, were assisted by both the EMS and the Cayman Islands Fire Service at the scene. Both vehicles received extensive damage as a result of this collision, which also caused a CUC light pole to fall into the roadway, creating an obstruction which was later cleared by CUC staff. On Sunday, July 17th, just before 6 p.m., police responded to a second incident on Shamrock Road in the vicinity of Grand Harbor, where 
it was reported that a collision occurred between a black Honda Fit and a green heavy equipment vehicle, which resulted in the Honda Fit landing on the median of the roadway and being extensively damaged. The driver of the Honda Fit is believed to have sustained non-life-threatening injuries, and both the emergency services and the Cayman Islands Fire Service attended the scene and assisted with the incident. Acting Superintendent Brad Ebank says, thankfully, these incidents did not result in more serious outcomes for the people involved and other road users. As such, the RCIPS wants to take this opportunity to remind motorists of the importance of driving defensively. This means always being aware of your surroundings, including how you drive, and being aware of other road users on the roadways. Never drink and drive, follow the speed limits, and give all of your attention to your driving. Thank you and drive safely. Both collisions are being investigated by the police and investigators are encouraging anyone with information to call the Traffic and Roads Policing Unit at 649-6254 or at the Georgetown Police Station at 949-4222. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. The Cayman Islands Fire Service is looking for a few good men and women. This Thursday and Friday, CIFS leaders will be out in full force in Cayman Brack and Grand Cayman in search of new firefighters. You know, we're hoping that we can get individuals who will, will take it as a career, not just a job, but look for it for the long time, benefits of, you know, the years to come. Um, one of our biggest drives that we have right now, we're, we're focusing on, on females. Um, hence the reason for that is that a lot of women think that, you know, it's a, a male-dominant job. And we're encouraging more females to come out and try out, you know, see what you have that you can, you can offer the Cayman Fire Service. Deputy Chief Fire Officer Roy Charlton tells CIGTV the service is going through a, quote, transitional period with new leadership. And now is a great time to bring in new blood to revitalize the team. Fellow Deputy Chief Fire Officer Tina McBean. We're seeking individuals... Um, that are legally resident at Ireland, Caymanian, those with status and um, RERC that can be employed with the Cayman Islands Fire Service, computer literate. It's a plus for those that are active in the community. The recruitment events are Thursday at the Aston Ruddy Centre and on Friday in Grand Cayman at Spotstock. Both events are from 3 to 7 p.m. Public Health releases the latest COVID-19 figures for July 20th. 12 positive cases were reported on Sunday, July 17th, 80 on Monday, July 18th, and 21 on Tuesday, July 19th. 12 patients were hospitalized with COVID-19 on July 20th, and of these, one was unvaccinated. The seven-day rolling average is 48, and there were nine new cases in the sister islands. The Central Caribbean Marine Institute welcomes the arrival of the first scholar under its Women in Ocean Science Award scheme. The program was intended to start in early 2020, but was delayed due to COVID. CCMI's Robin Larkin tells Radio Cayman the first scholar selected is with the Smithsonian Environmental Research Center. Dr. Sarah Gino wolfson arrived this month to conduct research for her project. As an expert in coral disease, Dr. Gino wolfson has begun a project entitled Stony Coral Tissue Loss Disease, a Coral Reef Crisis in the Cayman Islands. 
In August, Dr. Zoe Pratter will conduct field work to investigate the relationship between common coral symbionts and coral health, species, and depth, while Dr. Laura Marangoni, a postdoctoral fellow at Smithsonian Tropical Research Institute, will visit Little Cayman in October to explore the physiology of corals in the CCMI nursery and how changes to the coral's diet might increase their success after outplanting. Leading Caymanian artist Nasaria Suku Chalet opened her first solo exhibition at the National Gallery in June. And tomorrow, you're invited to attend a special lunchtime tour of All the Coals We Left in the Fire. All the Coals We Left in the Fire explores themes from Cayman's past and present through a variety of contemporary art that includes mixed-media painting, installation, and video. A member of the Native Sons Collective and winner of the inaugural Cayman Islands Biennial Bendel Heights Award, Cholette provides a powerful commentary on national identity and is unafraid to tackle complex issues such as slavery, colonialism, and gender. The National Gallery's Daniela Granados tells Radio Cayman the exhibition is a mid-career survey featuring both new pieces and those produced over the last two decades. The next lunchtime learning tour is scheduled for Thursday, 21st of July, at 12.30, and an artist and curator Q&A is scheduled for Thursday, 28th of July, from 6 to 8 p.m. All the Coals We Left in the Fire runs through October 7th. For more information, head to nationalgallery.org.ky. And that's your evening news. For Radio Cayman, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins.